Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business, and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by IPBC Ignite 2016. We're thrilled to be here live, and uh, we're continuing with our round of interviews all day. And I am honored to be here with Scott Zanbergen from Intuit. Scott, welcome to the Soul of Enterprise. Thank you. Hello, Ron. So tell me about your background. How did you end up where you are? How did I end up where I am? Well, it's a... It's a pretty long story. I, I joined this industry in uh, 1997, so uh, quite a long time ago. <clears throat> I, I actually joined a company back then by the name of ACPAC International. Uh, we were a division of Computer Associates, so um, we had a lot of presence back in the day with uh, a small business product originally known as Bedford, uh, and then it transitioned to becoming a product called Simply Accounting. And so I got involved in the space really early on, uh, working primarily with the accounting and bookkeeping community, uh, developing relationships, and really building out that uh, influencer channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I had a lot of opportunity to be on the road meeting with bookkeepers at various events, um, conferences, uh, seminar tours, things like that. So it was a lot of fun. Excellent. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and in the early days of the Internet, so you saw that really early on and saw it as a huge uh, game changer, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, in 97, the Internet was kind of just being born, if I can't remember the exact year when that became a thing. Um, but uh, certainly this was the era where, you know, we sold our software in big, thick boxes um, with about right. 13 or 15 floppy disks inside there that you had to install the software from. Um, we did um, four printed manuals in the box, you know, um, lots and lots of content available to, to customers so they could get themselves educated. But uh, it's just remarkable to think back to that now. And, and realize, you know, how, how software is sold today in the era of the cloud and, you know, manuals, printed materials. It's all a thing of the past. Mm. You know, I have to tell you, uh, you, you talked, you did a keymo- keynote this morning at the conference and it was great, by the way. You talked about oh, the firm you. of the future. I really enjoyed that. And I, I just have to say, you showed the table, uh, the kitchen table of Scott Cook, which I know is in the Intuit headquarters. It is. Um, and I, I actually sat at it. And I just have to tell you, that is just a piece of history that is just great that you guys... Uh, have preserved it. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a great story, him watching his wife trying to balance the checkbook and coming up with Quicken. And that's yeah. really how Intuit was founded. Wasn't it that bedrock product? Yeah, yeah. So Scott Cook, the founder, you know, had that, um, I think that epiphany, you know, watching his wife sit at that kitchen table, that same one that sits in our Mountain View office today, um, watching her struggle with uh, balancing the, the family checkbook, right? Paying bills, um, managing all those receipts and things like that. And thought to himself, you know, there's got to be a better way to do this. And that was right around the era of personal computers beginning to take off uh, to a certain extent. Um, and so he had that idea for, you know, we could solve this problem with a software product and Quicken was born. Mm-hmm. And that became the foundation for, or that was into its very first product. So right. it's, it's a cool story. And, and what's neat is that when you go, like you said, to the Mountain View office today, it's, it's kind of in this section in our, in our main building. Um, and it's like a little innovative corner where they encourage employees to gather around the table and, and talk about new ideas and, you know, get some inspiration for, I uh, get the innovative juices flowing. Uh, it's awesome. It's absolutely <laughs> awesome. You also asked a question during your keynote that uh, I got the answer wrong. I think you asked something about which product came out in 1985. And I said TurboTax. Ah. I've been using TurboTax since 85. Um, because I was a Mac guy my entire professional career as a CPA, so long time into it. Uh, yeah. Users yeah. still use it, so <laughs> yeah. 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 love your stuff. You talked about the firm of the future, and I wanted to get your um, 
your uh, response. What is a firm of the future? I know Intuit is making a big push on this, and I just absolutely love it. As somebody who wrote a book uh, in 2003 called The Firm of the Future, I'm, I'm just thrilled to see the imprimatur from Intuit uh, on this idea, but what is your definition of the firm of the future? So, you know, we see that as um, there's three different pillars is how we kind of look at the firm of the future. It's about um, embracing the technology, so getting on the cloud. Um, it's about becoming a trusted advisor with your with your clients, and then it's about becoming um, you know finding that growth engine in your in your company. But um, it really all does boil down to. Um, you know, really understanding the pace of change that's happening in the industry around us, uh, technology changes, and not being afraid to embrace them, right? And so it's it's really important because, you know, when you look at how quickly things are evolving in our industry, it's really important for bookkeepers to not sit idle and, and watch it happen around them. So we're really, you know, promoting the message of, uh, you know, figure out what is the right path for you uh, as a bookkeeper to to take those steps towards becoming um, future-proof, uh, be- becoming a, fir- a firm of the future. And it starts with, you know, f- putting your first client on our cloud-based application, which is QuickBooks Online. Mm-hmm. So start there, get get your first client there, become comfortable with that uh, with that environment. And uh, and then you'll start to watch the practice grow from there. We've, we've run studies and tests to get a feel for how long it takes before a bookkeeper becomes very comfortable and has um, ad- adapted their own internal processes around uh, working in cloud technology, in the cloud. yeah, and generally when somebody gets their fifth or their tenth QuickBooks Online customer, um, then they they really start to accelerate beyond that because at that point in time they've begun to adjust their processes and they figured out the best way to collaborate with their with their clients online and they quickly realize that I can do a whole lot more in less time, mm-hmm. becoming a lot more efficient, um, and which is why you know it makes sense to what when you begin uh, embracing that model. You know, to bring in something like value pricing right in that same model, because now you're you've you've begun um, an engagement with your client that's different than the way it was in the past, and it changes everything. So it's an opportunity to not only look at the technology, but technology, but revisit the way you you you've built your business models, right? And that can come down to how you price out your time and your services. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we're we're big proponents of. Uh, helping our uh, bookkeeping customers move to a value pricing model as well. Right, right. And you also laid out a great statistic, um, and I forget, I might blow this, but you have 1 million or is it 1.5 million QBO subscribers yeah. now? As of, the, as of August, this past August, about a month ago, we hit 1.5 million uh, worldwide uh, QuickBooks Online paid subscribers. Wow. And, and what was the statistic you gave that blew my mind? The, the, to get to your first 100,000 took yeah. X. And yeah, I love that stat. So it's, uh, it took us um, just under eight years to get to our first 100,000 paying QuickBooks Online customers. Uh, just under eight years mm-hmm. to get that first 100K. Um, our most recent 100,000 customers took us three months to get to. So wow. the, that's just showing you that hockey stick the, growth the curve trend. that we're seeing. Yeah. Wow. I have to ask you, what do you think? You've been in the bookkeeping community. You're very active in it. You love it. Um, what do you think the biggest challenge is that they have? Well, it's, it's, the, it's what we're talking about. You know, there's, the pace of change is happening so quickly. 
which is why this morning I, I wanted to just kind of show, you know, over the last 15, 20 years, what has, what has transpired, just to kind of give you the, the context that things are changing so quickly, but what's happening now is that pace is speeding up, right? Mm-hmm. So things are happening around us very quickly. Five years from now, 10 years from now, there's, it's going to be a different space, right? And so the challenge that bookkeepers face is, is finding that time to work on their business and to think about how they're going to transform their practice to stay ahead of the curve. Because it's very easy, as we all know, to kind of get caught up in the day-to-day, right? I can, I can continue to, to stay in my comfort zone of working with my existing clients, using my existing processes, and I can create a comfortable lifestyle business that way. But that's not the way that you're going to future-proof your practice and create real value in your business, right? Because right. if you're thinking about a succession plan or something like that, you do want to make sure you're, you've got a plan to stay ahead of the curve. I have to ask you, you guys are, you know, a software company, you're incredibly innovative, you're in the heart of Silicon Valley. What do you see the future with artificial intelligence, deep learning, some of these other ways to get expertise to the general consumer that may actually bypass certain professions? And I'm not just bookkeepers and accountants, but doctors and lawyers as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... Uh like, first of all, who knows, right? It's, it's amazing when you see the pace of change right now with um, some of the artificial intelligence, um, whether it's driverless cars. You know, you think about you know, how, what, what is that going to look like even in the next five years or 10 years? Um, it, it may look nothing like we're seeing today, right? Like the vehicles we see on the road, I mean, are they always going to be like, you know, cars that should have a driver behind the wheel, but suddenly now it's a computer driving the wheel? Or is that whole paradigm going to change completely? Um, so there's a lot of unknowns. I think in our industry, we're going to start to see more use of voice technology, right? So mm-hmm. I know internally we are looking at all sorts of ways to really leverage voice and have security imprints um, as part of the voice um, technology. Because, you know, it, you know if you, whether it's Apple, Siri, or Microsoft, Cortana, or um, I forget Amazon's equivalent, it, it's, this is where there's a lot of investment happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a proven point that uh, that's, that is going to become, um, you know, uh, even more commonplace and become a bigger time saver. So hard, hard to predict um, where, where we're going to be. But, you know, one thing is certain that, uh, you know, change is around us and it's happening constantly. Sure. I mean, even into its tax program that's got the interview process, boy, has that really improved? And how many people in the U.S. do a tax return with your product? Is it 14 million or something? It's, it's a large number. And, and I've talked to these people that used to have accountants that do those taxes. And now your program does it very thoroughly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, we're in the business of, uh, you know, our mission statement is to improve our customers' fun, financial, financial lives, life. right? So profoundly, they would never imagine going back to the old way. And so that's everything we do is about that, right? So how do we streamline processes? How do we remove uh, any friction in uh, whether it's the initial setup of using a tax product or an accounting product, uh, right through to the daily interactions you have with these products. So, you know, we've got really smart product people that are always interacting with customers and trying to determine, like, what's the next area where we can innovate and, you know, remove a pain point or remove some friction. And so it's it's super exciting, right, like to see where that's going to take us. I mean, uh, that's why I love looking back even 10 years compared to where we're at today. It's night and day. Right. Um, it's hard to imagine how much further ahead we're going to be in the next decade. Yeah. Like you said, when we talked about the greatest challenge, the, the, the technology curve, keeping up, I, I think unlearning sometimes is more difficult than learning something new, right? Giving up the old so you can move forward. 
What do you see as the biggest opportunity for the bookkeeping profession? Well, it's it, it, it's the same thing as the challenge, actually, the same right? Thing, okay. So, but what's what's amazing? So we think about those stats that we shared, right? So we hit 1.5 million QuickBooks Online subscribers worldwide. Uh, I, I can't remember the exact uh, statistic or the stat here. There's a big, big chunk of these guys coming in uh, to our to our business that are not working with an accounting professional or a bookkeeping professional to start with. What that means is that these are small business owners that are looking, that are going to need the help from somebody to collaborate with, to get their, get them on the right track, to help with accounting, to help with bookkeeping, and ultimately get them to tax, right? Mm-hmm. So the opportunity is make sure you are staying relevant in this world of change because before you know it, there are going to be more and more of these small business owners that are reaching out to the bookkeeping community saying, I need help and this is the product I'm using. Can you help me with that? So if the if the bookkeeper that we're talking about in this case does not have the training or the knowledge of this newer platform, they're going to lose it on that client immediately, right? Mm-hmm. The client will just go, I'll just keep shopping around until I find somebody that, that can help me that way. Right. Scott, you know, I've been involved with the IPBC since their very first conference, so this is my fifth. And in that first year, we did a Black Swan program, Mm -hmm. and Intuit's been sponsoring it uh, ever since. And we just launched the fifth uh, one up in Canada. With Intuit's help, we've launched one in the U.S. of A. And I just want to thank you for uh, your your company's support of that because that is a transformative program. It's probably not as many people as you would like at one time to go through it, but the people that have gone through it uh, talk about how it's transformed not just their business model, but their life. Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering, do you get any feedback from from, uh, members of that program? I know you interviewed Marnie Stretch, who was one of our swans. Yeah. Um, all the time, actually, all the time. And like you said, it's a small group of people that go through that, but um, they become they become such thought leaders in the space um, and advocates for you know becoming firms of the future. That you know it's it, it's so much more credible when you hear it from somebody that's living and breathing it every day versus you know somebody like me who's on the software side of the exactly. business. So um, yeah, so we're, we're we're big fans, big supporters of the Black Swan program. I wish everybody could go through it um, because yeah, the ones that do are uh, you know they're super inspired to uh, to really figure out now what's the next step to grow their practice um, right. to new heights. Well, you know, we always talk about the diffusion of of helping uh, these firms make this change, and with Intuit's imprimatur on it, it just is going to happen that much faster. Absolutely, uh, yep. much faster than just one guy out there wailing in the wind talking about it. But so you do I, a good job, so. Well, <laughs> well, I thank you for that. Well, so Scott, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they find you? Um, well, I can give you my Twitter handle if that's easy. I don't okay, know go ahead. Uh, yep. Um, so I'm, I'm fairly active on social media. So I'm S Zanbergen, so I can spell okay. that out for you. Yep. It's okay. S Z as in zebra or Z as in zebra for I'm in Canada. S Z A N D B E R G E N. All right. Excellent. Okay. Email. Um, my email address is scott underscore zandbergen at intuit.com. So, Excellent. Yeah. And how about on LinkedIn? Are you there too? I'm absolutely on LinkedIn. Yeah. Right. yeah. Just search up my name, Zandbergen. You'll find me. There's not too many of us around. Excellent. Well, Scott, thank you very much. Really enjoyed your keynote this morning. Thank you so much for appearing on Great. the Soul of Enterprise. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. All right. All right. 